video. G'day everybody. Um, sorry about the funny screen. I'm just on the on the little uh, iPad today. Uh, the computer had a little uh, meltdown, so yeah, sorry we're running a little bit late. So um, I've got a lot of questions uh, that have come come on come on board. Uh, actually, this week we've got quite a few, so hopefully I'll be able to get get through them all. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's hope uh, everyone's been going well. And I've just been down to Canberra, had a good little clinic down there where I uh, did a few days of lessons and uh, and and a workshop. And yeah, had some nice horses and some nice changes. And yeah, it was really good. So all right. Um, I'll get straight into the questions because yeah, there is a few to get through. So uh, first of all, um, just regards Trevor Joe. Um, yeah, I'd say positive reinforcement with with him. Uh, most definitely with Trevor. <laughs> uh, so and instead of using a clicker, there's a thing um, which sounds like this, and after that he gets a reward, and uh, and then Joe gives him a nice little back rub, and that and that'll that'll sort him out, I think. Um, so Constance, you've got a, um, a a cult in your herd. So so Constance is from from Germany. I met met met, I met her over there when when I was over there. And um, there's a little cult in the herd. I'll read the question out. Um, uh, we have a cult in our herd which is really aggressive with other horses. He is the last horse that joined the herd round about half a year ago. In your experience. Is there anything that can be done from us as humans to re-educate this cult in his horse-to-horse horse -horse behaviour? Actually, our stable owners separate him from time to time and tell the horse owners to give him some more, see more, more bodywork. In my view, there, in my view, there is, there isn't. I guess you mean there isn't any change in the cult's behaviour. That puts down to more work or separation. I'm really looking forward to your answer. Okay, so um, <clears throat> the hardest thing. Some horses take a little while to get sorted in a herd, and there will be a stronger horse uh, in the herd. And some some are quite quite bossy. The biggest thing that you got to look at. Some paddocks are too small for some size herds, and also some. Um, like if he's, if there's mares on the fence close by and he's in a gelding herd, I guess if he's a cult, he must be with geldings only, um, unless you were just saying he's a cult uh, or he's just a young sort of um, culty gelding. But either way, um, so we'll, we'll put it down to the fact that he's possibly a cult with a herd of geldings. Um, if he was a cult with a herd of geldings, if there's mares fairly close by, he's going to... Um, maybe be a little interested in them and, and, and possibly be a little bit pushy on the geldings. But the paddock size has to be fairly big for horses like that and, and, and the other horses need room to stay away from him um, until he settles in and he'll settle into his own net, networks. I think sometimes when you take a horse out and put it back in and take it out and put it back in, you end up with a problem that the horse has always got to um, go and sort himself out in the herd and it's best that they stay in there for a longer time. Now, he will be aggressive. Now, if there's mares around, he might be an aggressive cult that might chase the geldings around, but if there's no mares, he might just settle in with the geldings. Um, so that'd be something to be looked at, is how you know how close the, the, the mares are. And 
Um, like, is he constantly, is he aggressive or is he just, is he constantly hunting horses around and getting real bossy or is he just generally aggressive? If he's aggressive, um, as long as the horses have got enough room to get away from him when he pushes, things are okay. I don't know what the feeding, you know, how you guys feed your horses over there. If he's kind of pinching all the hay and everything, then, then that, that, that's a, a different story. You might have to sort a few things out in that scenario, but, um, if, if, if the horses are in a small paddock, then it's a, a bit unsafe with an aggressive horse. But if they've got a bit of room around and he establishes himself, the other horses aren't going to keep nagging at him because they they, horses don't really want to be in that sort of environment where um, they're going to keep picking a fight all the time. So he, the longer he stays with them, the more he'll kind of establish his role and where he is and, and then there'll be less inertia in the herd and, and, and you'll see some of that behaviour diminish because the other horses aren't going to keep wanting to get in a, a punch up with him every time, so they're not. They're going to sort of stay away from him if he's one of those horses. So, but as long as they've got enough room and they've got their own little, um, you know, other horses that they can, you know, go off with, then he's going to end up a lonely horse if he's going to be such a bully. Um, and and what will probably happen is there'll be a few times where he'll sort of mate up with horses and become a little friendlier, um, and and just settle in. So. Uh, the way he's worked when he's taken away from horses is very important that um, uh, I have heard of horses that I had there's a lady that I've, I've helped out and her horses got a lot calmer in the paddock and a lot less culty because and he was a gelding he was a culty gelding he, he got a less, lot less culty because um, she fixed up one part of his life which was how anxious he was and I think the extra anxiety that the horse carried made him worse in the herd so in saying that, if you work a horse a certain way and it's anxious around people, anxious in its environment when it's away from the herd, then that anxiety goes back into the herd and that anxiety turns into aggression. Well, that's, that's what ends up happening. So um, you have to be careful with that. But I tend to sort of hopefully leave, you know, monitor it and just leave it because the more he's in and out of the herd, the more stressed he is, so the worse it's going to be when he goes back. So, you know, separating's not going to, not going to help, I don't believe. Um, yeah, I, that, that, that'd be what I'd do. I, I can't really think of anything particular you can do with him in, in, in his management, um, apart from pay a bit of interest into the horses he likes and, and you know there, there, there'd be all sorts of things you could do we put him with horses the horse he likes and things like that but I think I think a, a, a decent size paddock uh, with a herd and and see what happens so um, sorry my phone's just gone yeah uh, just hold on it's coming back up right so next question I'll just go to the next question here I feel like I haven't fully answered all your question there, Constance. There's probably other things that you could try, but I believe that should be thought of first. I, I think. Um, oh, just the other thing, if it's a if it's a um, if it's a gelding, a culty gelding, um, with mares and geldings, you could take the mares out and and separate the mares and put them in a different paddock, because otherwise the mares are going to keep um, keep him wanting to you know push the mare. The mares will want to. You know, he'll want to move the mares off, keep the geldings away, um, and if there's a big enough space for him to do that, that'll be fine. But um, if there's not, it'll there'll always be a bit that inertia in the herd. 
Um, but generally, a, a good mob of geldings will start to kind of sort out their own little little thing, and they'll, they'll settle in. But if there's um, a mixed match and mares close by and things like that, then there'll always be a bit of inertia in there. Simona, hi Mark. I, I might be purchasing a new horse for pleasure riding, aside from groundwork. So I guess you want to know ridden ridden things that you can sort of help with your horse. What do you recommend? I focus on doing. I, I focus on doing. Recommend I focus on doing to help us getting to know each other, and commence building trust and confidence in each other. Thank you. Um, so. A question came last week, which was basically this. Well, related to the same thing is is you know a part you know someone wanted to know how they could be a tree when they're when they're on top of their horse and get their horses to connect with them. Uh, not last week, but a fortnight or so ago. That uh, that, and it is hard, you know. So if it's the ridden work you're looking at, where you want to establish a connection. Um, when you get on a young horse or, or, or a disconnected horse, you do have to have a certain connection on the ground. So if you've got the connection where the horse can feel a little safe with you and, and just soften with you and know that it's safe with you on the ground, you don't have to do a heap of groundwork to get that and do lots of exercises. Exercises, you know, yeah, they soften your horse and build, build confidence in all the tools you're going to be using. But just a general a horse coming, out, coming and settling with you and breathing on you and feeling safe and, and going, yep, you know, I'm safe and you're solid that's really important um, on the ground but when you get up there you've got to establish the same thing so a first exercise you're going to probably do is is um, really think hard on where your horse is as soon as you get on it so when you get up on your horse you're going to watch your horse and feel your horse and as soon as you sit up on it is your horse underneath you or not a lot of people kind of and myself I can blame myself for the same thing. Get up thinking about a bunch of different things right off and then five minutes down the track you realise how unsettled your horse is. And then you go to all these tools to fix it. So when you get a new horse, you get up on it, you sit on it, and when you think that horse is just softly with you, especially if it's a horse that wasn't, you just get off it and then you get on it again and do the same. And just recognise when that horse is with you. You know, the ears should be soft, the horse will be kind of thinking towards you a little and you'll feel it. You know, if the horse is kind of out here or over there or walking off or getting fidgety, it's not with you. So before you even think about riding anywhere, you want to work on that horse just centering underneath you and rewarding it for that. And then you'll find after a few goes of that, you'll get up and the horse will go, oh, and it'll just, it'll even let down a little bit and relax without thinking it's got to be anywhere else. So if you get on your horse and your horse can't centre, well, you can't centre it out in the paddock if they can't even centre when you first got on it in, in, in a small area where it's calm. So basically what I recommend people do, and it's the main exercise I'd give people at clinics, is just um, have a, like a little reset button, which is, you know, and a reset could be a backup, it could be a turn. If your horse is really struggling with the bit and the backup, then maybe that's not going to be a re reset button, that'll be a the horse is going to get bothered button. So I tend to do a turn, like not, not a circle, because a circle can sometimes last a little too long. But it's just, a, I'm going to take you off over here, and when you loosen and centre your reins, you breathe out and go here. 
and, and you could say in your mind, here I am. That's what I sort of say to people. And look look over your horse, feel them, and if they kind of come back after that turn and go, oh, I'm underneath you, then you might just stop with them and go back to that little island that you started on when you first got off them. And you just do that exercise. Um, you walk off. As soon as you feel your horse kind of leaving or, you know, getting too far away or too anxious in its thoughts or, or getting tense, then you just reset a little. And here I am, and just let it stop with you for a second and just reset the mind back with you and get in a habit that the horse can come back soft. And so the rain is, is like, or the turn is a pathway to a connection so that the horse feels okay. Um, and it may not seem like a lot, but what you're actually doing also is you're acknowledging the accelerator. So a lot of people, when they ride horses, their horse gets a little disconnected and then they go, right, I'm gonna work on the brakes and the steering and get this horse to come back to me. So which could be circles till the horse relaxes. It could be slowing it down a bit, but acknowledge it right at the start. Is there anyone else having a problem with volume? Megan, you've just got a question with volume. Um, can someone else type in to say that their volume's okay? Is it, or is it just you, Megan? Not sure. Okay. I'll just talk a bit closer and see what happens. Um, no one's messaging me, so maybe nobody can hear. Okay. Oh, it's okay there. Righto, thanks. If someone can hear, yep, yep, volume fine. Good. I could have been talking to myself and wouldn't know it, so thanks a lot. Um, that might be on your end, Megan. So, yeah, re reconnect. Thank you. Uh, oh, sorry, where was I? Yeah, so, so you, you, you're reconnecting your horse, but not half an hour down the track or five minutes down the track. Um, so the next thing I'd be looking at is, 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 is when you get on your horse, when you do accelerate it to walk or any, uh, accelerate it with a connection. So you say, I'd like you to go, okay, I'd like you to go one step softly. And if the horse goes, right, I'm off on a walk, then you know the horse disconnected with the accelerator straight away. So two ends of the spectrum, the, the accelerator is the pathway to a disconnection if the horse doesn't accelerate well. So a lot of people don't work on the accelerator because the horse goes fast, so they don't use the accelerator. They think they've got a good accelerator. So think of it like that. Walk your horse off, and if your horse walks off with you, and you can just kind of stop and breathe out, the horse will just stop with you. You know it's accelerating with you. And so before you even get up to a fast walk or a trot, know that your horse is, when it when, by the time it trots, it's, it's connected because you've accelerated it with, it with a certain amount of connection and you've sort of asked a question that has a clear answer. Um, so that's also a good exercise to work on. So uh, before you even head out on trail, you, your horse knows how to accelerate with you, stay connected, and then if the horse gets a little disconnected or anxious, it knows that when you turn it left or right or something like that, it's a pathway for it to come back and reset a little and come back to you and you practice those little resets and put the horse on that little island where it feels comfortable and then say let's go for another walk until it becomes a good habit in that horse and you can get it back from uh, things that bother it or a little anxiety or disconnection and then you take that out outside outside the yards and work on it and they'll get better like a, a horse at the last clinic was a horse that you know really started to get animated and rear and 
the young girl, she was only oh, between 15 and 16, riding this big horse, um, you know, it could put the wind up her a little bit. And uh, so we did some exercises and we did a lot of trail, I'd go one horse out in the paddock and come back. And, and, and it, she could go out in the paddock and all the horses was back at the yards and, and you know, we were standing in the paddock near the yards and she could ride out and come back and settle and, and centre that horse, you know, about two or three hundred metres away from the horses, which is really good because that horse was on its own. It would always sort of, you know, out, out in the paddock and at competitions, it would really start to blow up. And that was just the exercise we used. If we saw that horse start to march a little bit and, you know, they might be marching over the horizon, it, she just put a little reset in there, got the horse soft and, and walked it out. And when it walked out soft, she could give it a loose rein and let it go. But the horse knew that it felt good because she was taking it away from anxiety and, and, and back, back into a place that felt better. So that's very important. That's a good question because that's the sort of stuff that, um, you know, really, really helps horses. So Megan, now you've got your uh, volume there, I can answer your question. Um, sorry I missed you in Canberra, that's okay Megan, I, um, I know we all live busy lives. Um, just ask some guidance with Milo tripping, oh I should say, with the lovely Milo, which is, if anyone's seen Milo, he's a pretty cool horse. A fair bit of under saddle and, and lacking focus. We are now on a small property and he hasn't had a heap of work with life getting in the way, but I have ridden him both inside the paddock to manage anxiety from the other big horse and around the property. What specific things do, should I focus on? Wondering if you can make a call on whether the, a horse is better not to be under saddle and used instead of long running or pull something like some folk decide their horses. Um, so you're saying if he's not good under saddle, turn him into a cart horse because he's half a draft. Um, I'd say he'd make just as good as a ridden horse as a as a draft horse. I I I think you know, yeah, some horses that aren't very good at jumping maybe don't go. You're not going to do Olympic level jumping, but but you might be able still to hop over a few logs and stuff like that. Okay. Um, he can certainly move and carry himself well when he thunders around the paddock. So wondering if his confidence focus... Uh, sorry for the ramble. Um, so I'm sure I see a bit back here about him tripping. Milo tripping, yeah, Milo tripping a fair bit under saddle. So with Milo, because um, I, I have a bit of experience with Milo and I know him a little, his tripping was... Well, he did used to get a trip up, but he used to get that kind of like downhill. He'd start rolling down the hill faster, and he'd get that kind of two-beat walk, which was uh, almost like a horse pacing, where it was like it was a side-to-side walk, and and we had to kind of slow him out of that, and that was just a and, and that that wasn't very good. And that, but but what what's happened with Milo when he can is he feels really good because he picks his feet up, he gets full of life, and he he floats along nicely, and and when he when he's sort of walking and and even in the groundwork you remember at Canberra we had trouble putting a bridle on uh, and he was pulling his head away and I popped the flag once and then went in and put the bridle on because he was his mind was just kind of going off with the fairies and it didn't have a lot to do about the anxiety yes he still does the two beat yeah <laughs> that's a hard one with him because you've got to slow him down and then ask him out and not let him get in the two beat because he, he loves it he's like a gated horse he said oh, I really like that I can just plonk, 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 plonk down the hill and um, and then, then you won't get that nice walk out of him. Uh, and he tends to do a little, and I found down the hill a little bit more than up the hill. 
but um, really important that you slow him down on that, get him thinking, uh, even to the point of a backup, and then stepping him out. The other thing, Megan, is is don't get him, don't let him get in a fast walk, as in what I'm saying there, but accelerate him up fast, as in. So some horses kind of start off daydreamy and kind of walk off with the fairies, and then by the time you get up into a fast walk, he's going plonkety plonkety plonk, and then tripping over a little bit. So when you're using your accelerator, make sure it accelerates nice and brisk, brightly with a little bit of push. You know, he pushes out when you ask him to go. Um, he pushes out and he steps up into his walk, into a walk. And then if he gets the rambly walk, the two beat one, then you just bring him back into walk, even to as close to a stop and, and just squeeze him out. So he learns how to push out with a bit of intention and listen to you. Um, the other thing is you're going to have to kind of get him up a little bit in certain areas to get him really thinking, which means you, you've got to kind of, as I say, when you use the accelerator, you should be able to just liven up a little, put a little energy in him, he comes up with that energy. If he's got a real slow start, uh, then he's gonna kind of walk off and trip and kind of be, mm, yeah, I'm just sort of, you know, and you're gonna feel like you're kicking on him and, and, you know, if you feel you're bumping him to keep him going sometimes and he's kind of wobbling all over the place, you know that he's, um, yeah, he's not really there and that's gonna really cause him to trip. So where you can get a horse more connected is one in the accelerator. So he starts to accelerate with a nice bit of brightness and he steps up and he's like, oh, right, she's really riding me today. She knows how to ride you sort of. Um, and, 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 and he wakes up a little and he, he'll, he'll think towards you a little stronger because you kind of, he goes, wow, you know, I, I haven't got time to kind of daydream as much. You really expect you asked a bit more. So first of all, when you ask for the accelerator, you have a question in your, in your mind. Uh, so, no, sorry. You don't have a question. You have you have a question, but the, a question's only complete when when it's got an answer. So you've already got the answer in your head what you want. So if you ask him to walk off, and you, and I'd say with him a bright step up into a bright walk, more so with him. Um, if you, if if he doesn't do it, then you can stop him again and say no, no, that wasn't the answer. Step up into a bright walk. And if he goes, is that a bright walk? And you go, no, that wasn't the answer. Step up into a bright walk. And then he goes, is that the answer? You go, yes. And he will get a little anxious because you're going to ask a little more than he's expected, uh, that, that, that he's used to. But what will end up happening is he'll go, okay, I better stay paying attention because when I get the wrong answer, she tells me, but he'll be a lot happier later because your answer, if you've got an answer in your head, then you can reward him. Whereas a lot of people ask questions without a clear answer and the horse never gets quite a reward because... Because we sort of come on, keep going, hurry up, keep going, kids. It's like we linger over the question for the whole ride, and we're still lingering over the first question we asked when we said walk off. So things like that in the way you ride are really going to help him. Um, and you know, when you back him up, you know, instead of letting him kind of bend and just back, chug, 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 I would start to add a little leg. So say, for instance, if you picked up the feel of the reins to ask him to back up, and he went, yeah, right, I'll back up, and he's kind of dull in the eye and not interested then maybe I'd pick up a little feel and I'd start to, you know, bump my legs a little bit and he's going to go, whoa, righto, a bit of life. And then you'll just loosen up the legs when you feel the life, stop the legs and just say, now can we back up again? And he may push into the reins, but you just gently block him and say, come back. But you just put a little life in him when you do things and ride him with that little life and, and maybe make it a little habit. Um, and... Instead of letting him kind of just chug along out in the paddock, you might, I would do more transitions, walk along, back up, walk over here, back up, walk over here, and, you know, spring out into a walk and, and loosen and back up with a bit of intention. And then instead of just doing big turns and turning and things like that, 
you just um because uh, he might be really out of balance on the turns and, and when you do your turns i'd suggest with him because of that heavy shoulderness instead of sort of when you open a rein to get him to turn don't open it out wide open it up high a little and, and out a little so it picks up when he bends into his turns um, and then the other thing is take him into some, some areas where there's some tricky country. You know, people use trotting poles and stuff like that. I never used that. I just took them to where it was rough and said, well, you know, but if, if you still want to be safe in the yards and stuff, you know, get some tricky areas where he's got to think back to his feet and think about where his feet are. Um, and also, same is, you know, do a Yui. He shakes his head when he doesn't like something. So yeah, that that's basically he. You got to be a little bit firmer on the reset on him to say reset and then centre. Thank you, okay? Because he's starting to uh, linger on a question and he's shaking his head. He's going, question's too long, and I don't really my answer's over with my friends. So so I think I think you know you got to acknowledge when he's with you. Be a little bit more. Um, have a clear question when you ask. Have a clear answer when you ask your questions, and. Um, be a little little more black and white on the resets. Reset and take a rein. It's firm enough to make a clear change, so he doesn't linger over the question too long. And by the time, and, and, and if he can't find the answer, you show him to the answer a little and say, "Hey, step, uh, you know, maybe do a Yui reset. Thank you. Are you with me? Now let's walk off again." And um, and I think you'll you'll get a, a better connection with him, and and he'll start to. You know, because he's getting older and he's getting confident. Because he's quiet, he's going to be confident. He's, you know, he's not fussed about people. They're my friends, and um, so which which also will make him a little. Well, why should I? I don't. I don't want to feel like doing that. Okay, and that, that does happen in them. Um, and and then you just got to say, okay, well, I'm only going to ride you for 20 minutes today, but I'd like you to have life. I'd like you to be a little more. Um, you know, connected and, and, and just have a natural energy in life about you. So, yeah, give that a go, Megan. I mean, there's probably lots of things I could explain and talk to you about. Um, but but really, I reckon if you if you really work on that, you'll, you'll find he wakes up a little and, you know, good accelerator, good backup and, and, and turns that really make sense that say reset, new direction, if, if he does get a little bit carried away and thinking elsewhere. Um... So Karen, hi Mark, anxiety in horses. When we take our gelding out, he's really worried. Now I think you've answered this a little bit down here too. So um, so you want a bit of confirmation to see if what you're doing is right. So uh, when we take our gelding out, he's really worried and he's tried to buck a few times now. He has started He has started when my daughter took, him, took, took over riding him. Not sure he's being piggy or just really worried and that's his reaction takes about an hour of just walking around a bit uh, walking around a bit of trotting then all of a sudden he's fine we're on a loose rein having to push him along on Sunday I rode him and he did the same to me so I tried something different I rode him where he seemed to be, to be the calmest that's good when he was okay about it I rode him away from the spot when he got anxious, I took him back to, car, to, to the calm area. This went on for about 10 minutes, and then he was fine and was for the rest of the day. I should have done this at the start, maybe. My question is this anxiety, is it is, yes, yes. Yeah, your question is, 
you know, you've answered your question, and I nearly don't have to answer it. I think you've done a good job of, of thinking about that. Um, you know, taking them back. To, so, so basically, the way I explain it to some people at clinics is, like I used to explain when I do, when I do a young horse start or something like that, I'd be getting on a young horse and I'd get straight off it. And, and I'd say to people, the reason I'm getting off this horse is because um, I want to tell my horse I'm not going to live up here. I get off, I get on my horse, I get off my horse. Um, and my horse knows it. Oh, oh, before I've even got worried about if you're going to live up there or not, you've got off me. When you get on a horse that's got anxiety, and I'd say that's anxiety, you know, he's going to start to go to um, a bit of fight. So, so obviously anxiety is going to cause freeze, flight, fight. Okay, so the three main things, you know, uh, freeze can come in the um, the context of kind of just blocking out and going la la la. Freeze can be just a sto stoic la la la, where the horse just goes, I'm going to stop. And then there's and 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 the, there's there's freeze. It's a fight freeze. I mean, that's there's the freeze, the shut down freeze, and there's the fight freeze. It's like they freeze a bit, and then I might kick out and go, I'm going to stop here, and I'm not going to go. And then there's the kind of you know the the horse that's really anxious and and kind of might 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 fight and kick and and then get really really worried and um, seem to have more adrenaline. Uh, they're they're going to be a lot higher on the Richter scale. Um, so and they're more anxiety horses. You know the ones that kind of you know do that. Um, so yeah, by taking the horse back to where it feels safe. So you've heard me sort of, and it's not that I sort of, I, I try and discourage people for thinking, I'm going to take the horse back over there, make it difficult, so when it comes over here, it doesn't want to go back over there because that's more difficult. That would be not looking at connection. What you've done, which you've explained it in, in the right way, and how that's how I would explain it, would be, or you've explained it to the horse in the right way, you've ridden over there because the horse feels safe. Because the horse feels safe over there, You've taken it somewhere and said, look, I can take you back to where you like. I'm not going to take you over there forever. Now, that's telling the horse before you even go for a big ride that whatever you're with me, you'll come home with me. Okay? I know that might not make sense to the horse straight away, but I believe that if you just take him out and, you know, what, what did you sit there and have a conversation with your horse before you got on and said, right, these are the things that are going to happen on this trail ride. I'm going to take you out for an hour and then I'm going to bring you home. Who has that conversation? Yeah. And how is the horse going to understand that conversation? So you're taking your horse out, you take it back and say, look, I can take you home. See, I can make you happy again. I brought you back to where you want to be. So I believe that's important. You're showing your horse that they will return. Um, so they know it's that it's a, that's how you tell them. You, you don't go far and bring them back. But on the other side of that, I think what happens also when you're doing that is when you take your horse away and bring it back, the horse goes, I feel a bit better here, and you just ride it a little there. Now, why are you riding it there? The reason, see, this is the reason that is either going to make you a good horseman that listens to your horses or uh, a, horse, a horseman who, um, who just makes a method so a, 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 a horseman who'd make a method would be I'm going to take and just ride you around there so you realize that the work's here and it's easier over there that's 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 method based thinking that's where you're going to just get on your horse and create a horse that um, doesn't want to be at the gate 
and is happy to ride out because, well, not happy to ride out, it'll ride out because it, it, it knows that that's too hard back there. If you're a connected horse person, um, you're going to take the horse to the gate and say, here I am, follow that rein around here, look, and when that horse thinks and relaxes with you a little bit, you know you've done your job, you've used a little bit of tools, and you, you might be teaching the horse the tools that it doesn't understand, so, or no, not the tools, you're, you're using the tools that are a little bit brittle that it kind of understands, or the basic tools to get them better, so the horse listens to those tools and also reconnects with you. So then you've helped the horse by taking it back there feeling better. You've also um, got the horse and, and, and acknowledged the connection with you, and then with that connection you go and ride out again. And so what's happened to your horse is after a little bit of doing that, the horse probably recentered, relaxed with you, and then you could take it, uh, well, it looks like you took it for the day and it went good for the day. But if you did that lesson every day, the horse will get more trust in you and a, a deeper connection and a stronger connection. So by taking the horse back to the gate, you're reconnecting and you acknowledge that. That's the most important thing. So you look for that. When the horse really hooks on and relaxes with you, you go, there it is. Okay. And... I wouldn't offer you much more than that because I think it worked, and I think if you work on that resetting that connection, you'll 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 have a have a, you know, it'll it'll start to to become like that island, not only a very small island that you can put the horse on, but soon it becomes, you know, you're on that island all the time. The horse is staying connected. Um, I hope that makes sense to to everyone. But it's there might be more friction at the gate, but it's it's only connective friction that. You know, and then you might really show the horse, yeah, I really want it, want you to think out there. I want you to go out and think about away from home and stuff like that. So there will be a little less friction at times when they're, when they're going away. Um, Carrie. Hi, Mark. Backing up when anxious, worried. I have been using an open rein and a cluck to get forward. Legs make the backing faster is this the right thing to do or are there other options backing up when anxious hmm now some horses if they're anxious legs will make it a little hard for them so this is why I find it a little hard doing videos for people is some people, there's stuff that they'll learn at a clinic that, that, that I may not be always putting a video to because um, very horse specific. So, you know, when people are on the subscription, I like them to think about, okay, um, this is a window into this horse and I'm doing it with this particular horse, but it's not going to necessarily work on every horse. And, and, um, and that's, I guess that's the hardest thing about, you know, a living animal is, is it's, it's all unique to, to that animal. Um, so backing up when anxious, it's specifically that you said that. Um, so legs make your horse back faster. Mm. Is it an anxious fast? Is it an anxious fast that is going to keep a brace in the back up? That's the other question I'd like to say. Is that going to happen? Because um, when we're looking at a back up, um, there's so many things that we're rewarding, not just one, two or three. It could be four or five things that we're rewarding. So... Obviously, you want the horse to think strongly backwards and, 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 and believe that it's backing up. Now, when it believes it's backing up and it puts its thoughts into the back up, you'll find some of the braces that the horse has got will naturally release because the horse is committal to it. It's not thinking forward, going backward like a rugby scrum. Okay, so um, 
first of all, how's the horse in the reins? Um, if, it's, if you're having trouble backing up, the reins probably aren't, aren't too good. Now, if you're walking your horse off to an open rein, um, that's fine. But you should be at a stage, you should be able to ride your horse off on a loose rein and just go forward. But if it's a young horse um, and you want to back up, first of all, I'll go through a little bit of a way that I teach a young horse to start. So first of all, you've got to teach the horse that the door's closed. She's backing up because she's anxious. Thanks, I'm glad you um, gave me a bit of clarity there. Otherwise, I could have went through 10 different. She's not being asked. It is a brace backup. Awesome. Uh, no, sorry, not awesome. I'm, I'm, I just said awesome because I've uh, got a bit more clarity for me to kind of work through. Um, she, yeah. Okay, yeah, and the legs are making her anxious. Okay, so with her, I just get her to back up through the reins. Um, so first of all, it's okay to teach a young horse to back up through the reins and not have anything else in particular. As long as you're sitting light on your horse and you're not sitting heavy over the back of them uh, so that they can pick up and back up a little easier, you've got to sort of sit nice and centred and light. You can teach them to back through the reins and it's not going to affect later on because what do you want? Do you want a horse to bend and go forward first or you want them to loosen and back up? And I'd say loosen and back up, stopping and steering are most important. Um, so when you, when you ask for a backup, um, when you ask for a backup, just take up a feel and, and what I say is, is just watch your horse searching. So to get them confident in the reins, start, maybe start with getting them confident in the reins and then maybe you might have to ask the question in the next fortnight and tell me where you've got to because um, there, there could be a process that you'll go through in improving this back up and there'll be different things you'll have to work on but pick up a feel on the reins, just to, just pick up the way the reins do they just start to touch on their mouth or the side pull, whatever you're using and just get a bit of feel on them. Now watch your horse, if your horse is going um, just waiting and not searching then so this is the not searching, you might add a little bit more feel and the horse is going to start to wriggle. When they start to wriggle and fight a little and, and that means they're searching, then you don't add any more, you just wait there and see what they do. If they push, you'll just set on that pressure so they're increasing the pressure when they push and then they'll loosen and then they might step back. Okay, And then you reward them and you just do that quite a few times until you pick up the feel and they kind of just start to go back and they'll start to back up a little. If your horse, when you pick up the reins and there's no legs, starts to kind of back up just for a little feel but with anxiety, then maybe um, take your horse where there's a fair bit of room so it's not going to back into a fence or something like that. Maybe practice on the ground if it's really young and it might get hoppy or anything like that. or And then ask it a little bit of feel. The horse will start walking backwards and walking backwards and you just hang in there and hang in there till you feel the horse kind of loosen and soften a little just relax in the backup or it might just stop for a second. Now, reward the stop. Now, now you might think, oh, it's going to start learning that reins mean don't back up, but you only added a little bit of feel. And if that feels encouraging your horse to run back, then, then you might have to hang in there till the horse just softens and listens to the feel without moving its feet. Then you can add a little more to say back up. So you might just hang in there till that horse just finds its feet and stops, and then you'll say, now back up a step and put a little bit more pressure on, and the horse will back off a step. This is one way. Uh, now I will add one in there because it will be one you could practice. So if she's backing off your legs, be careful. 
When I use legs in the backup, and this is all for, also for other people too, so I will answer this for other people with different horses, but sometimes I pick up a little feel and then I'll add a little leg. Now the leg is designed for, for a fairly green horse that likes to push a bit, to, to get that horse to push, not to back. And people think I'm using my legs to back my horse. Yes, later on maybe I could do that. But um, what I'm doing is I'm actually asking my horse to soften, just, just or just think. If it doesn't, I'll add a bit of leg and the horse will push. It'll push into my hands and it'll go, oh gee, the weight of the reins mean that you've set the boundary and it'll step into the boundary. But as soon as that horse starts moving or searching with you, when you add your legs, you take them off, you don't keep kicking them. So you might pick up a little feel and you go bump, 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 and the horse goes push. As soon as they push, you close, and then they'll rock back a little off the reins, then you loosen, and then you pick up the feel, and they'll go, hmm, what do I do? And you'll go, why don't you try pushing it? And they'll push, and you so your legs come off when they push, and then they'll loosen them back. What ends up happening is um, the horse um, tries forward three, four, five, six times. When forward doesn't work, it tries backwards. So when you pick up the reins, instead of thinking forwards, it thinks backwards. And sometimes that will give you a stronger backward thought instead of just pulling them back. Okay, because pulling them back could be like a rugby run. They're thinking forward, or you're pulling them backwards. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at, at, at trying those things. But with if it's real sensitive, just, just, just hang in there a little bit, and, and even on the ground. Put a little feel and back with your horse till they loosen and soften a little and then release. And just try and feel for a bit of slowness and softness in the back up if they're rushing back off the pressure. But yeah, if you try a few of those things, just to see how that goes. But there is more in there, but um, I'd, I'd just try that first, I think. Right, next question. I'll say Rita because I'll have a little bit of trouble pronouncing your name. Um, oh, sorry, Joe, you're next. I just, I just flicked up the wrong way. Having problems with sugar bracing offside at trot. Mm. Improved at the walk. It is the same as at the clinic. He will not follow feel of the neck rein pickup. He is in fact ignoring, then actually turning his head slightly to the near side to brace. Sorry, Jay, I'm just... Um, have to go in pretty strong to get him to bend. And that's at the trot, but he's doing it at the walk, okay? So... So getting frustrated because different things are trying out working. Having him bending through dongles and doing a little pole work to change things for both the sanity. Well, that's good. Watch Banjo, yeah, watch Banjo videos again, because Banjo had a bit of brace in him and I tried a few different things um, with some of those videos. Um, but regards to the bracing, I know what he's like. I know horses that are like that and, and they don't want to think one way, they'd rather turn the other. So when you're coming around that corner and you pick up that well, anyway, don't worry about my hands because it's going to be a bit funny. So, when you pick up the rein, you can pick up, say, right rein. Or... I'll do it the one so he, so you're um. 
He's back. He's still having problems with your bracing. Offside, try offside. Say onside, offside. Right, right rain. Right aim. Right rain. Okay. So you're trotting along. You're picking up the right rein. He's going eh, like that. So I said this. This this uh, camera is better than the um the other one because the other one gives me like a mirror image and I get really confused. So you pick up the right rein, took us going, oh, I'm just going to do that. Okay, so what what you might want to do is don't turn him at the trot for a while. Um, if he's doing it to left, fine, left. The thing with Chooka is you've got to get a good trot. So maybe work on a bigger distance where you can trot straighter for longer. What I would tend to do with Chooka is I'd probably take him on his good rein, do a couple of turns on his good side, and even do those turns till he finds a walk, just relax with him, get a walk. And then um, I would just walk the right rein and then trot off in a straight line. If he's got a tendency to veer left all the time and you constantly want to pick up that right rein, maybe just let him veer off to the left and take him around to the left and, and back out again straight until his desire to veer left gets a little weaker and he straightens out a little better. Because sometimes you start blocking with that rein and you start, you've got to try and keep them sort of like that with that rein then you start to sort of damage it, especially at the trot when they're not listening to it and he's in a habit of kind of doing that and, 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 and it's just because um, he doesn't want to kind of commit and, and come around that way and looks and that's why I believe he's still got to do a lot of it at the walk most importantly at the at the walk till he till he kind of really likes that turn and maybe don't worry about getting a strong step in and start you know getting him to step in if, if you're having a little trouble there just get a good kind of turn and then straighten out and go if he wants to veer off left just take him all the way left and then just send him out straight again um, and before you take the right rein have him back at a walk don't try and sort of um, see if you can get it at the trot get it at the walk um, until you've done about 50,000 right rein turns that seem okay and then you might do it at the trot. Um, and as I say, to take out that left hand pull, just use your left rein more to, to, to kind of take him around to the left. And, and the other thing I would also do is in a, at a walk uh, is, is, is get him in a left hand turn and then start adding a bit of right rein feel and, and loosen your left rein and, and, and see if you can look out and take out to the right. Because sometimes when they're going straight, you pull the right rein and they go like that. And, um, and that's not good. So if they're going left already, then the right rein could be a pathway to a bit of a straight line to take them off that circle a little bit. So sometimes they might go, oh, I might take that right rein if, if I can go out over there. Because sometimes a circle, what I say to people, is like an ends of straight lines and horses can get a little bit oh, you know, on a circle. So sometimes if you had a couple of circles going to the left, he might be happy to take a right rein to find a straight line out and maybe, interest, maybe try and get him interested in taking that right rein. But you don't, you're going to frustrate yourself trying to get a good right rein at the trot on him. Um, I think possibly get a good straight line trot, even if you get a left turn trot, good, and just get him doing good, clean U-turns and 90 degree turns at the walk where he's goes and, and, and till he kind of picks up the feel on that rein and, and follows it a little better. Um, yeah, just trying to get him interested in that rein. Use that rein, use your magnetism, use your, you know, your bit, a bit of cunning in there to say, oh, you know, look at your mate over there. Why don't you look over there and go over there and maybe set him up 
with the left rein to get in a position that he can take the right rein and say, hey, oh, you'd like to go over there, wouldn't you, to really get his thoughts to hook on stronger and, and maybe get 20 or 30 or 40 turns where he actually went, wow, this was a good idea, this was a good idea, and, and use a bit of that magnetism to help him too, just to sort of get him to unlock on that side and, and look a little softer. And um, don't get too frustrated. It's, it's hard. Some of those horses, I know what they're like. He's a nice, quiet horse, but he's got a little of that, oh, you're right, oh, you know, and he gets gets a little stuck, and he, he's, yeah, so I hope I haven't <laughs> got you too lost there. But, yeah, bending through poles, get, you know, bend him somewhere where he's got to look at where he's going, you know, because it's a little bit a little bit tricky, and he's got to go, whoa, geez, I've, I've got to pay attention over there because horses don't like being out of balance, and they don't. You know, they'd rather be in balance. Reader again. Looks like another question there. Oh, no, that was the question I didn't... Uh, um. Hi, Mark. I'm having trouble teaching the backup to my fjord mare. She plants her feet and roots her nose. Roots her nose. I guess that's roots her nose out. Uh, when she does give a little try I release and then pick up the game but she never softens all the way through I ride her in a cycle so fjords I know a little bit about them I've done a little bit with fjords and and um, and, and I kind of rate them a little bit like on that halflingery type horse similar size horse um, and can be similar in their um, in their um, stoic ability to block out and possibly go la 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 okay not shut down so much as in just block out, they're, they're, they're stoic. They've got a stoic way of kind of, you know, resilience about them. Um, not all, I'm not saying Ford's all like that, I'm just saying you, you just get into that sort of cold, uh, cold hot mix of, of pony bloods and, and different things that... that um, so what happens is, first of all, don't worry about the backup, work on acceleration. So, so there's a the little lesson that I was talking about, the last backup will make sense to her. Um, it'll make sense to you, I'll kind of repeat it again. Um, so, pick up a little feel. Okay, so you get good acceleration. So from a stop to a walk, you want to be able to go life, and the horse goes, accelerate, really good. Work on that till the horse knows that when you put a little leg on, pick up a life and go. Don't have a, don't, don't have a kind of dull um, and, and a sleep. The other thing is, when you start to come into the backup, you're going to need that life, um, because without that life, she's she's going to just trudge back, and you'll never get the brace. You'll never get that softness through to the feet. Now, depending on how she's braced, you depending on how you hold the reins. A lot of horses, I tend to hold the reins up a little bit to get the brace out in the base of the neck, opposed to trying to worry about the pole and the jaw uh, to get the feet and the thoughts coming back. The horse has got to kind of lift up and back through, and, and then later on, you can kind of get the, the pole and the jaw to to get in, in a better position and more soft. But um, sometimes sometimes they can like, learn to do this and still brace and push in the front. And... So pick up a little feel on your horse. Get a bit of, pick up enough feel that the horse goes, oh, I can maybe feel that, but not a lot, just, to, just like the touch of the reins until the horse knows something's happening. Put a, a bit of a wavy bump in your legs so the horse goes, whoa, I might have to go forwards and then just block that, that forward. And, and, and a firm enough block on her that she goes block and steps off it a little, uh, like a bouncy castle, I suppose. Um, and then do that a couple of times. 
And what'll start to happen, or a couple more than a couple, quite quite a few times, I guess, to get to get her thinking, is she'll start to go. Well, I'm allowed to try forward because there seems like a bit of room, but I know the length of the rein. If I try forward, the door's going to be closed, so I'll try back. And what'll happen is you'll pick up the reins, and she'll think back, and she'll start to back up a little stronger, and and you get that th that thought backing stronger. And then what'll happen is she'll know that the reins mean life because you came in and if she, if you didn't feel any life and she didn't brighten up and kind of pick up when you picked up the reins, so you pick up the reins, if you don't feel her make all feet available and, and get a little bit soft and focused, then just put a little bump on her and she'll go, whoa, whoa, I'll wake up a little and then loosen and then just back her off. Um, so the reins will mean little life and it will be a little bit uh, confusing for at the start because she might just want to go forward. But that's what we wanted to do because we want her to have tried forward so she really believes that backward is, is her idea. If you just take the pressure on her, you'll be backing her and she'll stay thinking forward because you're just pushing her back. So sometimes allowing that to happen, that little bit of confusion between forwards and backwards is healthy because the horse makes a clear decision to think backwards instead of going, oh, I'll just back up off pressure, just, I'm just going to move off pressure. So that'll, that'll probably get a softer and a little bit more energetic in the feet and on the ground. There's a, a video somewhere on the subscription where I use a flag and I just put the flag above the horse and I give it a little shake and the horse pushes and then loosens and, and it's like the, the, you're getting the horse to kind of pick up in the reins and pick up with a bit of life and back up and it's the same principle except that little bump with your legs is a little like the flag. So yeah, hopefully that might give you a little bit of um, yeah, more life. More life will mean less brace. Okay, so where am I at now? I think I'm nearly done. That was a lot of questions. Wow. Um, Constance, right through, Joe. Rita, Viv. Hello, Mark. Hang on a minute. So, Viv, your question is... Where are we? You had a bit of a mishap saying, I can't ride Bobby for a week. How do I not lose connection? Well, maybe give him a week off. You have a week off, he has a week off. Have a nice little holiday and then get back to it. Um, the other thing, don't worry about doing work with him. If you just, if it's more connection you're worried about, seems you can't ride him because when we get on the, you know, our journey of horsemanship, I suppose, we all go out and we try hard, try try to do a, do a lot of things and sometimes even though we're trying to present ourselves in a, in a really good way and better, sometimes we, we still can ask a lot of our horses. So I think because he has that little bit of a, a disconnection and an anxiety in him, um, maybe I just go out and while you can't ride him, don't do groundwork as such as in go and teach him stuff. Just go and just get him to come over and enjoy your company and do something he likes a little. And, uh, you know, even if you just let him around a little and... Just let him follow you, just just connect with you, give him a scratch and make him enjoy it or, or try and encourage him to enjoy it and and just spend a little time doing that and then I think what'll you know, then that'll be working more on just a connection and a good feeling and Yeah. Anyway. That's all the questions I got for today. Sorry it's probably a long one today. I, I, the time's not on my little thing, so I don't know how long I've been. But yeah, and uh be be ready for another fortnight. We'll we'll do another talk, and yeah, I'll see everyone later. Oh, by the way, I'm going to New Zealand. So anyone who's in New Zealand, I'll be at the uh, Equidays 
next weekend um, I've got a couple of lessons at Equidays which are a demonstration and then a, a horse uh, and, 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 and rider or with a, a person with their horse that I'm going to help and um, that'll be over three days at the uh, Equidays in New Zealand so yeah, if anyone's over that side of the water and wants to come along, um, should be interesting stuff. I guess I'll know what I get when I get there, and yeah, that's the way I like it. Um, so anyway, I'll see you later. Bye.